The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Adjacent... You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Uh, let me turn this this uh, laundry off for a second. This is what happens when Tony's not here. I'm telling you, man. There's just all yep. these little problems. Tony has a way of smoothing all this out. Tony would have made uh, Rush's, Rush's laundry be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would have made my AirPods have enough battery. I got the old school like corded yeah, headphones. That's what right mine now. are. What you what you in here talking, Jason? About all the things that Tony takes care of. All the things that oh, that Tony, whoa, 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 nothing ever goes wrong when Tony's around. One, Tony's not here, so we're not gonna give him props. Two, that's a lie. That he won't take care of that. He'll wait till it comes out and says, "Yeah, you probably should have turned your laundry off." It's me taking it upon myself <laughs> to say. I'm yeah. gonna turn the dryer off so we don't have background noise. That, that's true. Actually, this is your problem. You be giving him credit when I'm like, no, you be you be mad of more than anybody else. You be like, Tony, you got to tell us if something's wrong. Yes, and then you be like, no, he tells us when things are are wrong. I, it's like, <laughs> it, it's like parenting. Like it's made me soft, man. Parenting has made me soft. Big soft. And now it's like. Yeah, I forget. I always forget how mad I've been at Tony at other times. I just love him so much that I'm like, oh, Tony's a perfect little angel. Now, when you think of Tony, it's like the music from the beginning of Up in the background. Yeah, I guess. He's. I mean, yeah. I mean, Rick Camp, I would say that, like, you have big shoes to fill, but yeah, you really don't. This don't. is, yeah. By I big shoes, large he means, like, a size six in kids. Oh no, no! Oh, well then. I mean, so these four, these four E with feet are not fitting in any. Oh sort. damn! Not the four E's. Yeah, like I mean, for the longest time, it was which variety of the white New Balance with the blue N am I going to get this time? Right, so my dad's going to love this episode because <laughs> my dad has the old wide foot. Where the first person I ever heard who had the E size attitude was my dad, and like. You, big New Balance guy. I mean, the only way it's a blessing is that I realize I would look ridiculous in a lot of sneakers, but I, I love the look of sneakers, and you know what they don't do? Mm-hmm. They don't Budge make on widths. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you want to take this thing, the picture of it, and, and stretch it out at the corner? That's not happening. Oh, you only want to stretch it out at the side? That's definitely not happening. You can have fun wearing the uh, bastard shoes off the back wall at Kohl's. <laughs> hey man, I, we were getting our sneakers at Kohl's too back in the day. Yeah, shoe carnival. Our parents had us oh. on a budget. And then you go in some... the back and you shoot hoops like you like you're worth something. <laughs> I had a pair. I was mad at a pair of shoes. I've been mad at a pair of shoes for the past week. I'm actually wearing them right now. There's these Nikes that are like good, like uh, fall colors. They're like brown and green and orange. And I've been mad at. They've been sitting in my room. I wore them like last week. On a Thursday, Friday, I can't remember, and it was pouring rain that day, Russell. Okay. And I made it like it rained a lot last week. Whatever day it was, it was it was raining a ton. And where where I work at Hellas Hall, the parking lot is, as you'd expect for a six billion dollar organization, wildly uneven and not smooth at all. So there there's just like you know little creeks everywhere, little lakes, miniature puddle, like giant. I made it like three steps out of my car before my shoes were soaked. And this is on me. This is a terrible choice of shoes for these day for this day because these shoes, like as you can see, they're these like Nike fly knit top. Mm-hmm. For the water uh, to soak right through. Yes. It was like wearing paper towels for shoes. <laughs> Just soaked. Quicker picker upper, your yeah. shoes. And and I ended up like, you know. By the time I got in the building, I was wet from like the knees down. And you're just gonna stay that way all day. So I finally got home, like 
that night and put these shoes on the floor in my room to air dry out. And I'm just like, every day I've been walking by these shoes like they let me down and I'm furious about it. Every day I've been seeing these shoes sitting there and I'm like, you mother, you did this to me. You weren't there when I needed you. And I had to forgive them today because they went with my clothes, but I've been very angry at these shoes. So I'm with you on, that's a horrible feeling. I think the worst feeling in that, because I, like you, have a lot of the cloth mid top shoes. They're comfortable. Super crazy comfortable. comfortable. They're super comfy. And they look good. They do look good, but you have to look at the weather. Because sometimes yeah. you're just like, ah, man, it'll make it through a little bit of rain. And then you do, but then you're walking in the parking lot and you hit a puddle that's actually deeper than you think it is. And it's that's over. Where it gets you. It's over. One puddle and it's over. If and you're you, going to... If you're going to try to walk through a parking lot like that or the streets or whatever, like you better be perfect because one miss and that's your whole day. You're not drying that out. I I try every time this has happened to me, I'll try doing something like stuffing some uh, paper towels into the shoe to see if that kind of like absorbs and it does something, but it never, it never does it all the way. There was one time this happened to me when I was covering the dolphins and it was so bad we were there at night for some reason. It must have been to cover the draft or something. It was so bad that I asked one of the PR people if they could go at least get me a fresh pair of socks, like out of the equipment room. And I think that's the worst part. It's the way they did. They did. You know, the Bears ain't doing that. <laughs> the Bears are like, you better run that bike, coach. They're like, yeah, I don't think he's going to say yes. No, I don't think he likes me like that. Herb Howard, Herb would get new socks. You, buddy, ain't getting new socks. Herb's not in there pulling punches. Well, but I think there's there's you and then there's Herb. Herb has like a lovable, like they know he's not, he don't mean it. <laughs> they know he don't mean it. Like they're not going to go outside and be like, man, Herb, I know you're just out here doing your job. They're going to look at you and be like, nah, this is personal, buddy. It's not though. But you bald head and it's something about you being bald that I think makes people I look mean. a little bit more serious. Like I, people feel like it's intense with you. I look mean. Okay. Can't be, am I wrong here? Like, I think people feel like Jason is the meanest bastard in the world because he's bald. That might be part of it. I mean, bald white dudes don't have the best history. So, you know, that's a strike. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I just said it was because you were bald. It's not because I think you are. are I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying the history of bald white men, not the best. But I think it is that you are so deadpan that some people that are not expecting that are going to be sitting there uncomfortable until they realize it. And then they're like, oh, okay. You're one of the funniest people I know. But most people look at you and say, I'm scared. Okay. I do think, I think you are making a point that I have not considered yet, where the baldness conveys like a sense of intensity at all times. For sure. All times. That you can't turn, you can't turn bald yet. off. Right. And when you couple that with like, with me not having like one of these bubblier, happier, I wouldn't say happier because I'm contrary to what you might think. I'm very happy, yeah. <laughs> but bubbly. I'm not bubbly. I don't convey this like warmth, even though I think people w- who know me would say that I, I, ha- I am a very warm person You are um, toward so. them. But like Tony, for example, Tony conveys lovability, like, you're going to like me. I'm going to like you For right sure. off the bat. And with everything from how much he smiles to his tone to his, I just miss him so much. I'm right here. Right. <laughs> right. Can't be not in the room. What <laughs> hell's wrong with you, man? Bad guy. But no, I, I think there is something to baldness where it is, it conveys intensity. That's why dudes be going bald. It's just like, well, I got to come on. Oh, that's not why. I, that's not why I did it. It's not like why, why, but it's like it also it's in there in the list of reasons. I have to get my hair cut more now that I've going with this look because this is not when Russ says bald. If you're listening in on this, it's not like not like bare bald. Like it's there's like, like stubble. The white Georgia Jefferson. No, there's something. There's something like all the way through. You just can't see it that well. But when I let that go for like more than a week, it starts looking like a like a raggedy tennis ball. Like then it starts to look bad. Whereas when I had hair, like Rick Camp has hair, I could probably get a haircut like once a month. You know what I mean? That's about what I'm at every like. This four is more maintenance weeks. somehow. So so here's so my is, thing. wait is this is this a way without us really knowing it? 
is this a way to prove that LeBron's not as serious as he needs to be because he won't come home? Oh, I think I if mean, LeBron ever came on home, he'd be, man, unstoppable, unstoppable. Yeah. He'd start he making would, throws again. <laughs> he knows, man. He'd start <laughs> making threes again. At like that 43% clip like that year in Miami. Like he would yep. be insane. I mean, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Like if you show up, you play for, you know, the Suns or whatever, and you show up to a game, and LeBron has his hair looking like this, like it is shaved out of nowhere. You see that in warm-ups, you're like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh crap. There's an intensity coming off this guy that I even from that guy that I haven't seen before. Hold on. Perfect example. Both of you guys, uh, Jason, you cover this guy. Can't be your big basketball guy. The best version of Dwayne Wade I've ever seen was bald. <laughs> Yes, bald Wade in the Olympics was a monster. It really is perfect when you think about the arc of guys' careers when they were bald versus when they were not. I mean, it was interesting that Kobe probably realized, Hey, I'm probably gonna have to start changing my game a little bit, so I'm gonna change all of it. Yeah, starting with the hair, starting starting there. Yeah, starting bald fade Kobe was the best coach. Mm-hmm. That don't mean we don't love Baby Fro Kobe, and that he wasn't a monster. But like the Black Mamba was bald fade Kobe, right? The worst example of not just embracing it probably is Carlos Boozer with the shoe polish. Uh, let's be fair, that was Flex Seal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the here's the thing with the the enhancements or the Beijing as it's known. Uh, in the communities, that's, that's the name of the brand, the, like the, the product. I, that they I know make. what you're talking about. All right, yeah. and so here's the thing that don't work if you're like bald, right? This is what they would use Beijing for. Let's say Campy, and this is not true, but hypothetically, you know, had a little receipt receding hairline at the corners or on the side. They would take like an index card and they spray Campy down after they give him the lineup and everything, and it looked like he had hair there. But you can't just spray that like spray paint over the whole thing. <laughs> don't work. Nobody does this by choice. I don't feel like. I don't know if anybody hardly would do this if they didn't have to. But I can still grow hair here. I can still grow a good beard. I've, it's always been one of my skills. I've always been able to grow a, a good beard. Do, do I look less intense or more intense when I have the beard filled in? Uh, I told you, I like when you grow the beard out. Yeah, but, oh, I know. And thank you. Uh, but what it, is it more or less intense? Hmm. Do I seem friendlier? Like camp has the full beard going in like, but, but camp has hair too. Right. Like, right. do I seem friendlier or do I seem like even more, uh, intense when I have usually the beard filled in all the head full beard? Yeah. It's usually when I see you with the beard, it's your, you're in like vacation album mode as tone would be in. And it's when, like, you're out of football season and usually have, like, a baseball cap on. So you look less intimidating. Really? Okay. Yeah. I will go, I will go like, controlled beard during the football season. Like, not, not full scraggly, like, James Harden level, but not album mode, as you call it. But then I will do that when I'm, when I'm off. If I've been adrift for a couple of months with nothing to do, I might show up that way. What makes you not grow the, the whole beard out during the season? I'm not good at that. I, I tried it once back in Miami like years ago, and I can't get it. I probably need to go to a guy. I probably need to treat it just like, you know, treat my face hair like my head hair and go to a barber for it where they can get it going right. Because it didn't. It just didn't quite look right. Plus, it gets to a certain point where it starts to get itchy, and I'm just like, uh, I'm just like, I'm just like walking around like the guy from Chappelle show all the time. Like, no, <laughs> Tyrone, Tyrone Biggums. Yeah. I here's my thing, because and, and you have a luxury where because you rock the baldy, it mm-hmm. you need the beard, right? It, grow it, grow it, the it, hair it, where you rock. can. Grow right. the hair where you can. But like for me, it took me 26, 27 years to grow a beard. Yeah. And like somebody asked me the other day, would you ever take it? I'm like, hell no. You think I'm gonna wait another 30 years to grow my beard again? I, <laughs> Russ, I don't think it's gonna not. take that long, buddy. I don't think it would take that uh, long to come back. Jason, <laughs> I know myself, man. The good Lord blessed me with a lot of things. The a beard was not one of them. It took until COVID when I could look like an a, like an absolute like bushman, as my dad would say. <laughs> um 
for me to like grow it out with no concerns of having to shave it and like let mm. it grow nice and full. And then once we everything open back up, go to the barber, let them trim it up and look all nice. But it took it took a global pandemic for me to really get this thing to grow in. <laughs> it's good beard awareness of you to know, because I think there's a lot of people that are that don't have good beard awareness. And if you if you don't grow a good beard, you have you have to be able to see that or someone close to you has to tell you that. Like Mario Chalmers does not grow. I, that's such an obscure reference, but he doesn't grow a good beard. And somebody needed to tell him that. It's not for everybody. Matt Nagy no. grew a good beard. Um, uh, Patrick Kane, I remember when they would the Hawks were playing and guys do the hockey beard. Hish, it was super scraggly and yeah, they had spots in there. It's like, nah. nah. How many yeah. of the hockey players were like in the moment? It's like, yeah, playoff beard. But when they look back on it, like Jonathan Taves could grow the chops, yeah, but everything chops. else was lacking. It's like I couldn't imagine not looking back on those and being like, yeah, team, you know, team camaraderie, blah blah blah, but this is one of the best achievements of my life. And I look effing ridiculous. I would never do that, man. I would never do that. And like, I always think this when I watch the NBA finals and stuff, and sometimes the teams will wear like their goofy alternate jerseys with that. Some of them look good, but not all of them. And they'll wear it for an NBA finals game. And I'm like, man, like you need to look as clean as possible for these NBA finals games, because 30 years from now, like they're going to be showing pictures of this. They're going to be showing highlights of this. Like these are the pictures that they're going to blow up and put on the walls of the locker room in your building. You're going to be out there with some scraggly playoff beard or some weird alternate Jersey that everyone was like really glad they got rid of those the next year. The LeBron chase down block. The only travesty of it is that they were wearing the short sleeve. He's wearing a t-shirt. He was wearing a t-shirt. All right. Well, Rick Camp, the um, the shoes you have to fill metaphorically today are, you know, we can argue about what size they are, but they're metaphorically they're Velcro. You'll be able to figure. So it out. looks like a nine, nine, nine and a half. Welcome to Sports yeah. Jason. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey. I we- am a twelve and a half. Did everybody hear that? <laughs> I want to make sure everybody got that. <laughs> Talk about shoes. Hey, why don't you throw out their shoe size? You were saying your shoe size on that one? <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. So if you want to get Russ a pair of Converse's or something, you know. Say say hi to my mom with your nasty ass. <laughs> and your mom. Your mom will listen to this, too. Like, <laughs> Camp, do you ever worry about I – mean, we have Rick Camp, and we're in day one of uh, – of, or week one, I guess, of Tony Gill's hiatus for the birth of his child. We're very, very excited we about that. Him. It's not part of the plan. It's uh, we offer unlimited unpaid paternity. <laughs> we have zero benefits. It's this company. Is that illegal? Are we breaking the federal law? Are we are we breaking a law that Joe Biden or Donald Trump or somebody put in place? <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. But we're also HR, so it doesn't matter. Yes or no, Only Tony? To, yes or no, Tony? Let me finish this. Tony would right. sue us. True or false? Tony would sue us. Hold on. If he could make a lot of money doing it. You know, as much as I want to say the yes. The fact I'm, that you're on the fence for that long no, 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 is no, no. very I, telling. <laughs> There's two ways I think it could go. I'm going to say no because Tone, at the end of the day, is a man of integrity. However, if he did do it, this is what the conversation would be. He would call us and be like, hey, y'all, I got a plan. Now, I found out that I could sue y'all for X, Y, and Z. But y'all know I love y'all. <laughs> hey, you my guy. So I'll break y'all off too. But I got to sue y'all. But it's our money that he's getting from us. More likely, there'd be some kind of shakedown on the side. They'd be like, look, guys, I could sue you, but I love you. How about just give me a thou wow and we're good? That's exactly how he'd say it. Jason, I need you to, once a game, say keep it a thou wow. I need that from you. Like, you know how football coach say, hey, we got to take one deep shot uh-huh. each half or we're between the 40s. I need you to say we're going to keep it a thou wow once a pod. Okay, I'll work on that. Let me uh, let me write that down in my show notes to make sure I say that once an episode. Keep it a thou wow. <laughs> uh, we have uh, filling in for Tony during his hiatus. We have Rick Camp. Hello, welcome back, Rick Camp. You've been around. People know your voice, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, when Tony was getting when Tony has life events, I'm here. When Tony gets married, yeah. I'm here. 
Yes. When uh, Tony is preparing for a child, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't Tony, know what the next one's going to be. Tony's trying to sort his life. Yeah. Can't be here. Right. I hope Tony's back in two months, but who even knows? I mean, having a kid is an 18-plus year commitment, so that might be how long he's out. I don't know. I'm tell you what, Tony. If, if after eight weeks, or not eight weeks, two months. Yeah, that's eight weeks. Um, we don't have a text or nothing. We, I mean, we got to get the word out, get on LinkedIn or something. Well, I mean, here's one for you, Russ. Like, what if camp is better? It's you could get Wally Pip. I mean, this this is like, this is Wally Pip getting half a season here. You get I mean, you uh, or, yeah, the other way around. But mm-hmm. like. I mean, this isn't like, you know, camp gets one spot start. He gets eight. I get a quarter of a season in the rotation. You might, you might make us, you might force us into a tough decision here at the end camp, not to put too much pressure on you. I can handle it until camp has his kid. Then we have to do this shit all over again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) As far as, as far as I know, that's, that's, uh, that's not here yet. We don't have a number three as far as you know. Yeah, we we don't have a like an emergency third producer. We don't have a Nathan Peterman. No, we don't have a Peterman. No, we it's don't. gonna be Rick's. Like, don't worry, I know a guy. Yeah, we. Because here's the thing, Campy. You say it's far off, but when we started this podcast, Tony wasn't even dating nobody, and now he has a wife with a kid. Russ, sure. I don't know if you remember the last time I was doing this podcast. I didn't even have a girlfriend. You didn't. I was gonna bring it up, and now. I'm not in my, I am not doing this podcast from my condo. That was a really, that was like a very Matt Eberflus way of saying you have a girlfriend. Yes. (laughs) Talking around it for like three sentences and we didn't, okay, I, hold on. I can put the puzzle pieces together. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted you to feel at home. (laughs) So Rick can't, how Rick camp has a girlfriend. We're going to need to get into that in a minute. I'd like to. I'd like to hear, we were very, we talk a lot about our personal lives, especially Russ's on this show. So it's only, only this is Russ. probably, this is probably the best way to get you into it. But uh, our show is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles with or without Tony Gill. And you can go to our link for our listeners, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and get 23% off everything there, including the flannel sheets. If you're interested in that, the eucalyptus cotton hybrid flannel sheets. Or just go with the regular sheet set. But either way, oh, in the new pillow too. You got to check out the new pillow at Sheets and, Sheets and Giggles. Either way, use our link. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and they will automatically give you a 23% discount in your cart at checkout. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back in free betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. Just use our promo code adjacent1000. You can bet the NFL, college football, NBA, hockey, everything. Uh, just do it over at BetMGM. Use our promo code adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. So, Rick Camp, you are at a woman's apartment, which is your way of conveying to us that, you're, that you have a girlfriend now. Yes. So, a major life update from last time. Yep. It makes sense to why you took this job uh, temporarily because you need the money. Yes. <laughs> that is, oh, this industry? Yes. Money is generally needed because one ain't getting it done. I meant more so with having a girlfriend. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. That, that only really was what I was thinking. <laughs> but uh, Speaking of which, before we go any further, Rick, where can people find your work right now? What, what uh, my, are you involved in? Let's get it all out there for people. Okay. So I am going to be doing some writing on the NBA's website a couple times a week. Like the actual NBA, NBA.com? Yeah, like NBA.com slash NBA bet. A couple days a week. The days of the week that I'm going to do are to be determined. So just uh, follow me at Rick C. Camp for updates on that. I'll be doing a couple sides or totals per article for that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then... When it comes to props this year, it's a little bit up in the air at the moment. I might be doing something for myself just on social media. I might be bringing my old podcast back. I haven't decided how I want to do it yet, but there's going to be 
prop action involved, as well as what I'm doing over on NBA bet. So it's going to be a lot of fun to still be able to keep my toes in this, in the industry while, uh, while now having like a nine to five and everything too. Okay. All right. Uh, back to the girlfriend now though. Yeah. How, how long has this been going on? How'd this happen? And how serious is this? Just over a year. Whoa. You haven't yeah. been on with us in over a year. It's been that long. That can't be right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it was okay. the week Tony got married and mm-hmm. the week after Tony got married that I filled in. All right. Well, over a year is very serious. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those things where, because uh, I remember asking Russ last time I was on about, about working the, the apps. Yeah. Yeah. Being in the streets. Because I had never, yeah, I had never been on the apps. So what scared me at first is that this was the first person that I had that uh, my girlfriend, Sam was the first person that I had matched with that we actually had a conversation because with some of them, it's like, you can match. And then you have like 24 hours. Otherwise the match is like voided essentially. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, really? So I, yeah. yeah so Jeez, I just said it's stressful. So I, I full on lucked out in the fact that we were both kind of in the same place of, listen, I'm not really about this app life. Let's just put it all out there. And if we, if we, you know, if we match, we match, if not, cool so we talked for a while and uh it's it's been the easiest relationship i've ever been in in terms of not having to overthink things and it's one of those where you have that moment where you're like oh this is what it's supposed to be like oh okay so yeah so things are uh things are serious and she's definitely mad at me that i spent about like two weeks on the app and she spent two years Mm. so (laughs) because hey i get it because you, you go through the stuff that people have been on the apps for that long have to. And I, I, I get it, but uh, no, I, I was very lucky and I'm in a uh, much better place personally now than I was previously. So I'm Good happy. For you, man. Good for you. Now Ru- Russ brings up an interest. Russ alluded to an early, an issue earlier that I want to ask you about where he was pointing out that um, both for him and I, both our parents listen to every episode of this. Mm-hmm. And now my mom has been asking me for months to establish a direct line of communication from her to Russ and Tony. And I finally gave in and did it <laughs> on a group text the other day. Yeah. But, th- but this has always been a blind spot of Tony's. This is one of the reasons why Tony is so freewheeling on here, especially when it comes to Russ's life is because Tony has, faces no consequences at any point for anything he says on here. Yeah. I'm not even sure. NBC Sports knows he does this podcast, so he doesn't worry about work. His parents have no idea what he does on a microphone. His wife doesn't listen. Uh, are you concerned about, like, you know, the things you say on here that might uh, might come back around and be brought up in conversation over dinner later? No, I think I'll be okay. Sam does listen to every episode of the I'm Fat podcast. Okay. So one thing that I've had to get used to is... Have you had Lance Lynn on yet? We have not had Lance Lynn on yet. We should try and give him a bracket in March Fatness because, I mean, we had Bobby Jenks do it once. So we do have we do have our track record of former White Sox pitchers doing that. So he sh- he would definitely qualify. I, Russ, I'm not going to bore you with a baseball question, but I, I can't no. understand how the Dodgers, like the richest team, is throwing Lance Lynn out there to start a playoff game with their season on the line. Yeah, they they uh, they didn't have starting pitching all year. And so that's why they had, he gave up 49 home runs this season. He gave up 40 of them just in the game that he pitched the other day. I got in my car. <laughs> this was like a scene out of a movie. I don't remember if I told you this or not, but it's like, you know how like in a movie they'll, or a TV show, they'll always like the thing they're talking about, they'll turn the TV on and they're doing a news report on exactly that thing at the right time. I got in my car, turned it on. They say immediately on the radio, I must've left AM radio on or something last time I'd been in the car. Lance Lynn pitching for the Dodgers. Next thing out of the guy's mouth is there's a shot deep to left and that one's gone. And it was like the first of three in a row or something. Uh, yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. Been wondering, been wondering what Lance Lynn's been up to. And now we know. Um, so, so, so your, so your girlfriend listens to every episode of your other podcast. She's probably going to be listening to these now. I would think so. Okay. And your lack of concern is in the sense that, uh, yeah, you're just going to be careful not to say anything that gets you in trouble, I guess. Yeah, it's part that, and it's part that she just kind of gets what it is, too. So, like, okay. I'll say things that might be just poking fun at myself, mm-hmm. and I'll just get texts like, you don't need to do that, or blah, blah, and <laughs> something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's great content. 
like the fat, like the, so something that I mentioned this past podcast is we were packing some stuff up at my place, found like the tub of all your old trophies and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And I found from 2005, looked like it was printed on like a greetings workshop on a windows 95, like a, a gateway computer was, uh, Person who most resembles his instrument in the NIU marching band, 2005 winner, was this guy playing the sousaphone. I don't know what a sousaphone is. It's a marching tuba. It's a hilarious joke if you do. It's a marching marching tuba. tuba. Okay. Okay. So basically, of anybody, I look most like my instrument, and my instrument is a fat instrument. (laughs) So I, uh, Cammy's girlfriend has a great quality in that, like, she knows what this is. And it's to entertain yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason, I think Ashley has a similar quality where she knows for the most she part does. Like, these are jokes. The only thing that offends her that I say on here is if I say something that isn't funny. She's offended by the unfunniness. Your unfunniness. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can, I can say something about her, about our kids, about our marriage, about anything. And if it's funny, it wins. And if it's not funny, she's like, I'm offended by the unfunniness. I'm offended that you're not Dave Chappelle. Right. <laughs> it's not it's not like it's not like, you know, hey, don't go talking about our business. It's like right. don't go talking about our business if it's gonna be unfunny. Right. I, uh, being unfunny. You don't get paid to be unfunny. I love those qualities about them because I've had more than I probably thought I would have conversations of hey i was listening to your podcast and i just wanted to ask you <laughs> more yeah, than i can i care to admit uh just because i always know a lot of this stuff is for content but this is where tony and jason get me into trouble because they have no concern and care for their friend once that record <laughs> light comes on like out there no record light they care a great deal about their friend when that comes on, they have no care or concern for me. What? have no care or concern for your Tinder matches. It's just like, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. We'll get back to that in a minute, Russ. No, we won't. <laughs> Everything's fine with the Bears. Everything's fine. Uh, this is a segment we do all the time just to reassure everyone that everything's fine with the Bears. Uh, Russ, are you familiar with Bears wide receiver Equinemius St. Brown? Mm-hmm. His brother, Amon Ra St. Brown, yeah, who plays yeah. for the... Lions. Russ was telling us last year, I think it was, uh, can't be that uh, the Lions were going to be better than the Bears. I think this was going into last season. This was like last training. This camp. dude who covers football for a living laughed at me. Yeah, I was like, that can't be true. That just can't be true. And he was right. He was right last year, and he is more right this year. And uh, I'm still waiting on my dinner from you and her power. You're going to be waiting, but that's okay. Amon Ross St. Brown is enjoying this. Even more than you are. Listen to this clip from the St. Brown Brothers podcast, which is Amon Ra St. Brown on the Lions and Equinemia St. Brown on the Bears. Uh, listen to Amon Ra, Amon Ra St. Brown taunt his brother about the Bears, and his brother has nothing to say back to it. Like, we beat the Chiefs. What don't you? I said they, they didn't have Kelsey. Like, we'd be underdogs again, right? Against the Ravens. We just lost the Steelers. They just beat the Titans, though. That's so they're, they're feeling that's good. Titans. Boy, well, Titans aren't. They're not bad. They're not bad. They're not bad. You know, as a Chicago Bear, you can't really say anyone's bad. We're not great either, but I can say other people are bad too. They're like us. Yeah. <laughs> That's from the St. Brown Brothers podcast. I respect the honesty because some people be trying to lie out of that and be like, "Nah, man, we're better than our record says." Than our record is no. Your record is what you say. What your record? You are who what your record says you are. And he said we're bad, but other people are bad too. <laughs> I love yeah. I love him saying I love Amon Ross St. Brown saying as a Chicago Bear you can't call anybody bad. I understand that logic as well. And Equinemius St. Brown is like, I mean, yeah, yeah, bad recognized bad. You're right. So how, like- how much how much actual damage has this show caused to your dating life for us? Let's define damage though. 
not that you okay uh how much uh how much hassle has this caused you how about that um i have a lot of people who i know that i have been romantically involved with that listen to my podcast and on those weeks that they listen it's always when you and tony pry into my dating life romantic life etc now when you say a lot go ahead sorry see it's stuff like this (laughs) right like i really should fight you (laughs) i honestly should good like i should say hey let's take it outside one time because you are playing with me you said Um, a lot all right, you've had you've had multiple incidences come from this. Be a girl I date, and you you you're gonna be me. All right. <clears throat> hey, can I ask you something? Oh no, go ahead. So, I was listening to your podcast this week, mm. and like your friends were talking about how like you're in the streets, and like I just need to like, what does that even? What does that mean? That's that's just Tony. That's just Tony. Don't worry about that. Yeah, but like, if that's your real friend, like you, you got because you guys, you said you guys been doing the podcast for like years now. So if that's your real friend, why would he lie? More of a work friend. I'm not really. Me and Tony aren't really that close. But you have him on every week for money. For money, we pay him. But if he would, if he was lying, you just wouldn't have somebody just lying on your podcast. Oh, it's all just, it's a, we say at the start of the show, this is a comedy show. It's a parody. It's like, it's like McAfee. Like, you know, this is not a serious show. Don't sue us. But doesn't he know that other people listen, those who might really like you and be interested in you? Like, I how think this, is, this isn't going to, this, this isn't going to work out. And I think I got another, uh, another match here. I'm going to call. <laughs> that is not how that conversation goes. Well, I'm you just are, you to navigate actually, this. You were on the right track until that very last thing. That just deny, I, deny, 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 Tony, Tony, Tony. You, you have know. to, you have to deny, have to blame Tony. Yeah. Hey, this is for entertainment. I mean, That's you're a, dumping a your playbook out here, buddy. But it's but it's true. Like it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent of jokes. It is. I, it is. Jokes that it I don't is. It is. You know what? Next time that happens, you can give you can give them my number. You can just have them like call Jason. And I, I as I, a I got married it. man, I'm not gonna give you a young lady's number. I don't want your not for that to, reason. They don't. It don't work like that. Like you just can't. Who is this calling you at two a.m.? Because that's when they would call. Because I. Because <laughs> they want to. Yeah, that's when that's when young people are doing stuff. Yeah. Like, it's 2 a.m. I'll just call somebody. Yeah. So long story short, you guys are bad friends. I like to listen to um, the retro station in Chicago, 104.3. And I did hear Usher on there the other night. And it, it was the first time that I was getting excited about what that Super Bowl halftime show is going to be like. I'm starting to think, I'm starting to come around and think like, that's going to be really good. He's going to have a lot of good guests. He's going to have Lil John on there for sure. That's a guarantee. Ludacris will be there. That's a guarantee. Here's like, the thing, man. It's going to be a good show. I don't want him to have guests. Like, everybody else move. Like, let U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D do his thing. Get out of the way. Now, obviously, yeah, it's going to come on. Luda and Lil John them gonna come up there for a little verse. Yeah, yeah, but like I what? Yeah, I just I, when he plays the hits, move out of the way. Move out the way. You couldn't. All right. Help yourself. Huh? You couldn't help yourself. Move what? Out the way. <laughs> yeah. You love Chappelle. Chappelle. Am I good? I can't hear in my own self if it's good. Is it good? Is it close? It has the energy. Okay. All right. I mean, I can, that's the part I can control. <laughs> Russ, what else you got? Hey, when's the last time y'all got y'all feelings hurt? Oh gosh. It's like, it's like <laughs> daily. It's like daily in my house, but. But like what made me think of it? I was like at here at home and I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, you go through a lot of emotions throughout the day. And some mate said, made me say, Larry, when's the last time you got your feelings hurt? And I'm like, Hmm, that's a great question. Then I wanted to bring it to y'all. So when's the last time, like, something legitimately not that made you angry or made you upset? Let's like, damn, that hurt my feelings. Go ahead, Campy. I think it was hanging out with some of 
Sam's family and she has young nieces that are three and six. And this is kind of before I really knew them, mm-hmm. like got who they were. And her three-year-old niece is like just blunt to a hilarious degree. But before I really knew this was her thing, we were sitting down for dinner and I was like, I was like, Hey, can I sit next to you? And she just looked at me and she's like, no. And in the tone of like, who are you to ask me that question? But now it's one of the things I appreciate about her the most is that she just knows what she likes. She knows what she wants. And in that moment, it wasn't me. (laughs) No. The disrespect you ask. Who the hell do you think you are? You are the new person. I don't deal with plebes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So the last time Campy got his feelings hurt, it was from a kid. That yeah, but I mean kids be hurt villains out here. Oh man, cause yeah, because that they don't they pull no punches. It's unfiltered. Yeah, imagine that campy, but it's your own kids. Right. That's (laughs) that's my life. That's rough. Yeah. Cause they're Anna, Grace and Anna are 12 and nine now. And so they're like, and they, they've always been real quick and you know, we're, and we joke around in our house a lot. It is, it's always funny to be around other people's kids. You can find out real, you see really quickly who comes from a family where they don't really joke around because yeah. the kids are really thrown off by you joking around with them. They're like, huh? Hmm? Uh, my kids tease me about a lot of stuff that doesn't really, that just kind of, you know, flies by me they they tease me that my um that that i'm bald or that i've put on some weight or although sometimes they'll be disgusted by it like my nine-year-old will in the morning i'll be having a cup of coffee my nine-year-old comes in the kitchen she goes to throw something in the trash sees the empty carton of ice cream she looks over at me and goes how much ice cream do you eat and then just walks away like disapprovingly like that hurts that hurts the answer is half the carton. Thank you. Half the carton tonight, the other half tomorrow. I don't yeah. want to laugh at you because I could see as a in the world, what I tell Campy and Jay's watching all the time as a former fat, like that shit that's right. that's- that does hurt your feelings. I'm like, bro, <laughs> fuck you. But you can't tell that to your kids. Like, right. I don't want you telling your kids, fuck you. That's like the drive through thing. If you know, like, if I know that's my only real meal of the day. I'm probably getting a person and a half's worth of food. So you know what I do? Instead of getting like a medium drink or a large drink, you either A, when you're ordering, act like you're talking to someone on the phone, or B, you order two small drinks. So that way it seems like you're taking it back for two people. Okay. You're trying to save face with the person that works the drive-thru at Taco Bell, Cube? I mean... It, I really don't anymore because, like, let's be honest, if I'm this far into a podcast that's called the I'm Fat Podcast, the shame went out the window a, a minute ago. So <laughs> at this point, I don't care. But there was a stretch of time where absolutely I would do that. Was I projecting? No, not at all. But that was 100%. That I would 1,000% do that. I have I have a vulnerability for Taco Bell. I don't get it that often. But when I do, it's late at night. And it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I pull up to that window to pay. And I'm like, you know why I'm here. Like, I'm not embarrassed about that. Like, you know it's what we're doing. Expensive right, so it's eight give, me all, give me all those chalupas. Cheesy gordita crunches. Cheesy gordita crunches, two quesadillas, and mm. cinnamon twists. Yeah. Nice. And one of those. They still need to bring back the caramel apple used. empanada. Yeah. That's a, that's a hit. Um, my kids also make fun of me because for a job, I write about football practice and we have other friends whose parents are doctors or teachers or, you know, various other like quote unquote contributing to society jobs. Uh, but I am going through a thing now, Russ, where like my kids hurt my feelings in a very real way where they are hitting that age where they've got better things to do than hang out with me. They got better options. And even when the saddest thing, the saddest thing, this is going to sound, well, I was going to say it's going it to sound, it'll sound more sad than it felt, but no, I probably felt about this sad was I found a, my, one of my kids likes to bake. And so I found a recipe for cookies. This was a couple of weeks ago that I knew she was going to like, went to the store, bought all this stuff, uh, the ingredients devoted like my whole Saturday to this. And I ended up baking all those cookies by myself. My daughter had no interest. 
And I'm out here trying, man. Can, do you, does the word simping apply in that? Or is that only to uh, like in a romantic relationship setting? I think you can this simp is, for your kids for their attention. This is me not knowing the, the, the verbiage. I think you can simp for your kids' attention. Yeah, yeah well, you're not getting it. That, that was like two weeks ago. That was the last time I think I really had my feelings hurt. When I thought about it, I'm like, okay, how many of these do not involve somebody I'm, I've been romantically involved with? Right. Because sometimes you're just like, all right, if I feel like my feelings weren't considered in this, all right, mm -hmm. that hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. But like, it's been a while, and maybe because in the subconscious, it's avoidance, but, or because I used to be fat and shit used to hurt my feelings all the time, where I'm chalice to things hurting my feelings now, where I don't even, I really, it, like, it has to be like significant at this point for it to be like, Damn, bro, that hurt my feelings. All right, here's a simple one. If somebody buys food and gets some for everybody but doesn't ask you. Ooh. That's a good question, though. That's like, that actually is something I want to ask about. So, like, Rick Camp, you'd be the perfect guy for this. Um, mm -hmm. So, where I work, Hallis Hall, it's in like a, it's in like a commercial industrial park. So, it is at least a 10-minute drive from there to any food. Let alone okay. if you want something specific, like you want Chipotle, that's 15 minutes each way. That's a lot of lost time during the day if you're going out. So very few people, very rarely does anybody get lunch out from there. Unless I, maybe if you work, actually work there, like you work for the team, maybe you have a delivery brought in or something like that. But like very, very rarely does anyone in the media get lunch out. And I usually don't too. I usually like get my lunch ready the night before like a school kid and then have it ready in the morning when I leave. When I don't, like there's days where it's like, I'm going to be here all day and I didn't have time to get my lunch together. I got to have something to eat. So I'm going to go out to like Jersey Mike's or Chipotle. There's 25 people in the room. Yeah. Like what is my obligation as far as asking other people if they want me to pick something up for them? None. Zero. Okay. Here's the twist though. I do offer to... My actual coworkers, I do always offer to Mark Potash and Patrick Finley. And then I also offer to Herb because Herb is like my really, really good personal friend. Have I then opened the door to where I should be asking like 15 other people? Have I made a giant mistake here? Do, are you making an announcement to the class? Never. I mean, that's when you get in trouble. Or you should never text, hey, what you want? I say very discreetly, like, hey, like I'm selling drugs. Like, hey, Patrick, you want some of this Chipotle? I know you say it like that too. <laughs> I know you do. I think you kind of, I kind of hold the phone like you know, because you order it on an app. I kind of like hold it real discreetly, like, "Hey, you want to get some of this Jersey Mike? <laughs> you want your jacket open? You want to get some of this? Yeah. I got some, I got some I got Jersey Mike. Got some guac right in some, here. You want some of this? Hmm? I think uh, just put in your order. Be real quiet about I it. I think you open the door up for other people to ask. Look at this. This is what just happened. I just set off some video on. TikTok or something. I don't even know what this is. Turn the hub off, Jason. Jeez, wait till we're done. YouTube. Right. It's some YouTube video for Boys and Girls Club. Nah, I, bet. I bet that's the other tab. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how easy it is to do. This is what it, it's like being an old person trying to use. Anyway. I think you should shoot text messages out because you leave yourself. To Herb and Patrick? For somebody to hear you say, yeah, I'm going to Chipotle. And one, who doesn't like Chipotle? Everybody's going to be like, Hey, if you're grabbing something, could you give me a bowl with extra guac? And, and now you have 25 orders, and then you have to say, yeah, nobody's getting any of that. There's other people I'm friends with there, though. Mm -hmm. Like, once once I open the door to where I'm getting this, I feel like if I, if I contained it to just asking the people that I actually work with, my actual technical coworkers, maybe that's an easy way to put some kind of boundary around this. But then once I invite Herb, even though Herb is my best friend in the room, person I'm closest with by far in the entire room. We hang out outside of work. Like we have a friendship that has nothing to do anymore with being in the same workplace, but also like Dion Miller's there. Mm -hmm, friends mm -hmm. with Dion Miller, mm -hmm. Caitlin Sharkey, you know, uh, the guys at the athletic, the guys at the TV stations. Like there's, mm -hmm. I, I like everybody there practically. I like actually like literally everybody there. There's no one there that I would like want to snub. So 
I mean, if anyone was like, hey, can you can you put me on that order? I wouldn't mind. But at some point, though, if you're getting like 12 things, I don't even know how you walk out of a Chipotle with 12 orders. That's true. I, I think the fact that if as long as you keep it consistent with who your group is and you're not like shouting over half of the room, hey, Herb, what do you want? Yeah, like, as long as you're not doing that yeah. and you're being discreet, like I, can't I think you're discreet. I think you're good. Discretion is key. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to tell us how you got your feelings hurt? I did already. Which thing was that? Well, I was saying, like, I was trying to figure out which one was, like, outside of, like, somebody you're dating where it's like, oh, I feel like my feelings were considered my feelings are hurt. And then I said, if, like, somebody gets food for other people but not you. That's what I I used. Did it really happen? No. that happen? I'm I'm just using that. Okay. All right. I don't want us out here sharing our vulnerabilities, but you're not well, going to. I'm, I can I share my vulnerabilities every damn week on this podcast. Here, I'll, I'll give another we one. Share them full. Because this one, I won't say the establishment because We're, I know this was more the individual than the establishment. But a place I got my haircut uh, <clears throat> was not my normal place. I had a barber, but it was too expensive. So I, I actually had a breakup text with my barber because I felt like that was the right thing to do better than just ghosting him but uh yeah that's so annoying like s- a man yes yeah so i had to go somewhere else and as i'm checking out the lady that cut my hair is saying she's someone that clearly thinks she's speaking quieter than she is after cutting my hair and doing the shampoo and that thing says to the person next to her he's lucky i touched him at all whoa no i heard that there was like a split second of okay that hurt then it went to forget her in different terms wow i'm like okay i try this new place she's the she has the first opportunity to like earn my business moving forward and says that so i'm like okay and i didn't make a scene there i all I did was like when she was ringing me out was I just said to her, I was like, I I was actually proud of myself because generally I wouldn't do this. I was just like, honey, you're not worth it. And I, mm. I still gave her a tip because she provided the service. Oh, no, can't be. No, hell no. Hell oh, it's no. okay. The next day I called, I, I, I actually called when the, I knew the manager would be there and was just like, hey, just this person. I'm just saying this happened. I don't, I just want you to know this. That's it. Wow. Damn, my feelings are hurt. <laughs> <laughs> now Russ has a new last time his feelings were hurt. Yeah. Right. Listening to that story. You're a good man, Campy, because I'm I'm a big pro tip guy, but that would, you would not have not been getting my dollar that day. Honestly, I, to... I would have walked out. Russ, let's do the news. Sean McVay, coach of the Rams, his wife is pregnant and expecting pretty soon, but he says he will not miss a game for the birth of his son. Okay, okay. So, like, thank goodness the Rams won't be going with their associate head coach against the Steelers this week. I'm very frustrated by this. Sean McVay said uh, that his son knows better than to come during a game. Like, he's joking there. Right, but he's right. not joking about that. He's not, not going to miss a game, and I, Sean McVay is like, Sean McVay is like my age. He's like late thirties, and I keep thinking Sean McVay is on the cusp of realizing that he that there might be bigger things than football, and that he might be like the most perfectly positioned coach ever to get out young and have had a great career and be able to like enjoy his life. I mean, imagine the deal that he would get to go into broadcasting and have his life back. He he he, probably, he might make as much as he makes coaching. I don't know. But this is like, this shows me like a guy that just can't quite pull the trigger on that. They if there's It's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire. Because there was all those rumors. Hey, he's not going to come back. He wants to do broadcasting. Networks are waiting, lined up to try to get him out of uh coaching again and he's kind of just like ah nah i can run it back i think when aaron donald decides he's done i think that's what sean McVay's done. 
I hope for his sake, and it's not that I don't want Sean McVay to coach. Sean McVay, it's great as a football fan having Sean McVay in the league because his teams are going to be good and interesting. And and he's a good he's a good personality for the league. He's a good personality to have as a coach. He's sure. kind of he's not like quite like on my level of like Mike McDaniel as like the elite personality as a coach. But Sean McVay's you know in the next group. He's there. Um, this also reminded me of a crazy Adam Gase story. Do you remember Adam Gase who coached the yes. Jets and the Dolphins? So there's a story that Adam Gase, when he was uh, an assistant with the Broncos, would meet with Peyton Manning every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. This is the off day. They would still have a meeting every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Adam Gase's wife was pregnant. They scheduled the, is it called an induction? The early inducement? Induction? Whatever it is. They scheduled that. Too. You should know. They, we didn't do that, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, they scheduled it for like, uh, he had it scheduled for a Tuesday and had it scheduled in the morning so that he would be able to still make it to that meeting. We're not talking about missing a game, not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about a meeting on the off day. Of all this is from a, this is from a Dan Pompey profile of him it says Gase told his wife, schedule the operation for 10 AM. His wife is quoted saying, so they pulled the baby out of me and said, it's a boy. They didn't even put my organs back and sew me up before he's like, you good? I said, yeah, I'm good. He said, all right, then I'm out. They said, you want to cut the umbilical cord? He said, no, I'm good. And he made it to his 2 p.m. meeting with Peyton Manning on time. That's weird, dog. Very weird. That's weird. For a meeting. Russ, a man in Savannah, Georgia, got pulled over for driving 90 in a 55. And that'll do it. That'll get you not just a ticket, but like that'll get you a pretty hefty ticket. You want to guess what the uh, the fine is on that? Ninety and a fifty-five in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, two hundred fifty bucks. That's not a terrible guess. That that might be kind of it. Might be like I'm going to think a little higher, a little closer to five hundred. But like you're in the general ballpark of what this probably should cost. Uh, Connor Cato is the man who got the speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. Received a notice. Uh, with the fine listed as $1.4 million. Wait, I'm sorry, what? $1.4 million. Uh, he called the court thinking, this is a typo, this can't be right. So he called the court and he says, yeah, I got this notice that says, uh, show up and co- appear in court on this date or choose to pay the fine of $1.4 million. That's got to be a clerical error. And the receptionist looked it all over, pulled up the uh, the file and said, nope, that's correct. That's what it says. The city of Savannah uh, came out after that and said that that number is just used as a placeholder for their e- through their e-citation software system. So people are getting speeding tickets that are freaking them out. Like I they, owe, that too. They, they owe you damages for thinking you're being fined $1.4 million over a speeding ticket. That That is like Jeez. a stressful situation for no reason. I guess I'll be showing up to court then. Yeah, I would too. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there early. I won't be late that day. And I'm the time. I never pay on the first notice and that comes in the mail from the city of Chicago if I park somewhere and get a ticket or a little speeding ticket. Like I'm you gotta hit me with that. Hey, third notice, buddy. I'm like, all right, here, here go y'all fifty five dollars. The the city of Savannah is uh reworking their e citation system <laughs> to use a different number as the placeholder. <laughs> The maximum fine for a speeding violation of any kind in Savannah, Georgia, is a thousand dollars. A thou well. Hey, there we go. There we go. Russ in New York City, there is a wild court case going on in New York City. Former President Donald Trump. Wait, actually, that's not the right one. Hold on. It's a different wild court case. My bad. All right. Let me tell you about Lenny Cruz. This is a 28-year-old man from Queens. And the crazy night that led to his court case that he's in right now. I'm going to go through his night. You stop me when this gets too wild for you. Okay. He's driving in Queens with illegal plates. You know, okay. Uh No cause for alarm yet. He does get pulled over for this, or they try to pull him over. He speeds away. This is a story from the Associated Press. Lenny Cruz speeds away, hops a sidewalk, and drives through a park that has people in it. Should I keep going? Okay. Keeps driving and hits four cars, including an unmarked police vehicle. Of course. Crashes into the police barricade that they've set up to stop him. Gets out of the car, 
Car smells like booze. He smells like booze. There's an open container of booze in there, according to the police report. This is a wild enough night, you would think, but it keeps going. They get him back to the precinct. He spits on an officer that is processing him. I mean, we're out like four incidents ago, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're not we're we're saying like Lenny, we gotta go, we gotta go home. We got work tomorrow. As an officer tries to put him in a holding cell, he bites off part of the officer's finger. And I want to make sure that you heard the phrasing right. It's not that he bit the officer's finger. He bit off part of the officer's finger. Lenny Cruz was arraigned Wednesday on charges of assaulting an officer, DUI, and driving without a license. Undisturbed. You guys both look like just not sure how to react to that. I don't. I don't. I mean, know. there's a lot of choices there. There's a lot of decisions. I After mean, about three or four There were four so of many those, off ramps before bite off a cop's finger. After a few of those, you were describing Die Hard with a Vengeance. Really? When Bruce Willis. Yeah. When, uh, when they're trying to get through, uh, they're trying to get through downtown, uh, get through New York in rush hour. So they're driving through central park and then like fly over a gate and crash into some other cars. That was part of it. And then this story kept going further. The movie people thought it would be too much if they did much more. Uh, it's not often your night ends with biting off part of a, a police officer's finger. I would say that's not going to go well for you. Probably not. And finally, Russ, a monkey escaped in Indianapolis. And of course, this didn't escape from a zoo. It escaped from someone's home. I don't understand why somebody. I don't understand the thought process behind wanting to own a monkey or other exotic pet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I get be, I get being an animal lover. Like I don't like cats and I'm allergic to cats. But I, I understand the logic of why someone wants a cat because they like the cat. Right. They bond with the animal. They're an animal lover. They're happy to take care of the animal. Uh, there's plenty of pets that you're allowed to have. Dog, bird, fish, cat, even like, you know, a possum or something. Not something I would do, but I think it's fairly harmless. I've seen people do that. I don't know why you'd want to own like a monkey or a tiger, especially a monkey. Nah, especially a tiger. I don't know. Both are really bad. Both could kill you. I saw a picture of this monkey. This monkey is kind of on the smaller side, but I'm sure still strong enough to rip your face off. Owning one of these pets is like, it's weird. Like imagine going over someone's house and they're like, yeah, you want to see my uh, pet monkey? I keep it chained up in the basement. No, no, I don't think so. And matter of fact, I'm going home. Yeah. That's the saddest zoo I've ever heard. And this, uh, this Tinder match was a mistake. It's, it's also very like dangerous. Uh, in terms of both the animal attacking you because these have not been domesticated over centuries like dogs uh-huh. and gross. Like, don't don't tell me there's not some gross poop situation with the people having a monkey in their house. You know there is. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, we just, no, it's, it's under, like, yeah, it's under control. Like, what did I just step in in your living room? Uh, Momo, a male patas monkey, got loose on the east side of Indianapolis at night and was free until the next morning. During that time, Momo had quite a fun adventure. Again, this would be reported much differently in the animal news. It would be monkey hero Momo escapes human imprisonment, has time of life, inspiration to all. In the Associated Press, it's reported as, you know, kind of a danger to society. Uh, The Indianapolis PD tracked it to the bathroom of a house that was under construction, and the monkey owner's brother captured it. I don't know why the owner himself couldn't handle this. If this happens with one of my brothers, they're on their own. If you if you decide you want a pet patas monkey, or if I'm pronouncing it right, and it gets loose and the cops are involved, like you, you can go dig that out of some under construction house bathroom on your own. Like just send me a text when this is over. I'm not helping with this. I'm not sure how this is possible, but in Marion County, Indiana, you don't need any kind of permit or license to have one of these as a pet. It's the same as having a dog, apparently, according to this AP story. You're just free to own a monkey if you please. And this is, by the way, the second escape from Momo. Momo got loose in July, and you would have thought that'd be enough of like, we really should not have a monkey for a pet. But that didn't seem to deter the owners. Uh, The police cited the owners for this escape because Momo was, quote, chasing and approaching in an unsafe manner in a residential area. 
as a monkey on the loose would do. That makes that's not surprising at all to me. Momo is uh, is currently being held at the zoo. He's currently in zoo care. We need a night out with Lenny Cruz, Momo, and a camera crew. I don't know if Lenny's going to be out for a while. I don't think we could handle that. <laughs> There'd be a lot of fingers getting bit off. Lenny's going to have to sit up for a little bit. He's going to have to go sit down for a while because, like, just the DUI, you might you might get a little time for that. <laughs> but once you bite the cop's finger off, you got to sit up. You gotta sit I down. could tell you were riveted by that item. That it just like the story that you think couldn't get, couldn't stop. Continue. Or, or couldn't work. keep going. I mean, yeah. You would think hopping the curb onto the sidewalk while you speed away into a public park a that idea. had people in it. Yeah. 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 You would think, like, okay, now Lenny's gone too far. Oh, what? He crashed into four cars? Yeah. Wow. What a night. No, there's more. It's wild. That's the news. Oh, man. we like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Sports Jason. Hope it didn't hurt your feelings. Uh, as always, this lovely podcast is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Visit SheetsGiggles.com forward slash essay to get 23% off your next purchase of the best sheets on the market. And oh, they got so pillows. They got pillows over there. It is getting cool here in Chicago. I love it. It's fall time. Get the flannel boys. Put, the, put those on your bed. Keep you nice and warm in those crisp, cool mornings. Use promo code SPORTS. That is promo code SPORTS. We are also brought to you by BetMGM. You can get up to $1,500 back in free betting credit if you do not win your first bet at BetMGM by using promo code ADJACENT1000. That is ADJACENT1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Jason. I'm going to give you the duties with Tone gone. And Campy, we appreciate you in week one of Tone on paternity leave. We're just, it's going to be a fun couple of weeks here. Uh, anything before we let the fine folks go, Jason? You don't sleep in sheets and giggles sheets. You bathe in them until you come to a place of deep physical and emotional restfulness. I'm with you. Our natural or no? Uh, almost. Can't be as almost. close as you can get to doing it without. Yeah. What are y'all ten? I don't know. I like the feeling of underwear. I don't know. Yeah. You're a wild boy. Ain't nothing touching my sheets and giggles, but <laughs> this cocoa butter soft skin. Are y'all crazy? <laughs> With sheets and giggles, you can definitely do that. You're not gonna get. You know, boy, you just be gliding across the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you guys next week thanks for listening to sports adjacent with jason leisure and russell dorsey be sure to download subscribe and give the podcast five stars you can check out the latest episode of sports adjacent on all digital streaming platforms i'm very much adjacent for a couple hours i thought i was hood but then all that happened i was like you know what james you adjacent to the mother.